Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Main and Hastings podcast. I'm Jamie Jusifer with Zach Menace, and we have an amazing guest today, all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. He's an artist and um, a fan of the show, which we greatly appreciate, and um, has decided to uh, join us because we're all just sitting around at home doing fuck all. He's the uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend. He is David Brown. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Going good. How are you doing over there in Glasgow? Downtown yeah, good. David Brown. I know. It's um, it's actually surprisingly warm for um this time of year. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the studio is like boiling because they put the heating on as well. Oh yeah. So I heard Scotland. I heard Scotland's a lot like Vancouver. It rains tons. Yeah, a lot of rain. So at this time of year, it's usually raining, but there's a lot of people out, and obviously it's on lockdown, so. And um, people shouldn't be out at the moment. Um, and people just so like, so what's it, sorry? You're the, sorry, we had just had a couple of little glitches there, but you had, um, you were in, you're, you're, you're in Glasgow, like in the city? Yeah. Okay. And how, so how are you guys being affected by all this? You guys are on lockdown, you said. Um, the lockdown is, I, I would say it's small. Um, obviously you're supposed to go out for exercise, food, and if you're working and that's it. But, because the, the sun's out, a lot more people come out, you know? Yeah, we're the and, same. And um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird because um, I'm walking back from like flat, my flat to the studio, and it's only a 10 minute walk, so that's my kind of exercise studio, and then back to my flat later on. Um, but people, people are out for like three hours, you know, a three hour walk, three hour run, and the limit's only 30 minutes, so. Oh, you, yeah. guys have, you guys have a limit to how long you should Yeah, be it's like maybe about 30 minutes to an hour uh, if you've got dogs. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. that's the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, same yeah. here. But it's, I don't think in Scotland we're taking it as serious as other places in the world. Um, well, how, how are the numbers in Scotland? Yeah, they're, they're fairly low um, c- compared to a lot of places. I actually don't know the figures. I can just check um, roughly how much. Well, ja- yeah. Jamie, Jamie will uh, will take care of that for us. He's he's our oh, he's yeah. our numbers guy for uh, as yeah. yeah. But um, it, so so how does it compare to other countries in the UK? Because I was reading all about UK news this morning, and Scotland doesn't seem to be in many headlines. Um, no, I don't. I think it's just for Scotland. It's like the NHS, National Health Service, which is getting all the kind of blast because obviously they're the front line. Um, so. Uh, they're affected first, you know, and I think they're running out of, of the PPD for them. So people are actually using laser cutters to make um, all the head visors and stuff. They're making whole over-the-head visors? Yeah, so they've got, like, cut, they go over the head and then they've got the screens so people can't, like, cough on them or yeah. whatever. Um, so there's a guy downstairs doing that, and he's using his laser cutter to make the wee visors. And then get the plastic and the plastic slots into the face mask. Wow. Yeah. That's it's it's weird how I almost feel like it's weird how like mask culture. It, it will, to tie back to the freehand profit episode, but yeah, like we we just wear the N95 like masks around the yeah. ear thing. To hear that like there's different in different parts of the world, they're like they're they're playing with different types of masks. It's yeah. just, it's funny to it's funny to think that this like all affects. Yes, kind of look at it through their own lens. Yeah, and like I, I'm working. Like recently, I've got a job in like a kind of a grocery store, store, and it's called Tesco's. And um, people are coming in with like jumpers tied around their faces, or mm. they'll have scarves. And then there's people with like three different masks on top of each other, just because they think it's going to help. Wow, um, I really haven't seen that uh, around here. I mean, everybody, I mean, based on what you're saying, everybody seems to be pretty sane around here comparatively yeah. to like, you know, the real crazy people, I guess. Yeah, I think I think some people are just like terrified of this, you know, and um, whereas I think like um, if you stay positive and just take each day as it comes, you know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, it's going to be away in two or three weeks. And I'm, I'm like, it's going to be months and months before this goes away. Well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be regional, if anything. Like, for sure, it's going to be months and months if it goes away. But, like, you know, just like in Canada, British Columbia is going to be doing a lot better than provinces like Ontario or Quebec. Or And, and when I say better, I mean they'll be able to open up a lot faster. 
yeah. um, and get and kind of roll things out quicker and, 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 and all those things. I'd imagine Scotland is the same way, but I was reading, yeah. Jamie, I don't know if you have friends in London, but, uh, I, and, but I was reading about London this morning and it's one of those main places in the world, major cities where you're seeing looting, violence mm-hmm. is going up in major ways. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I can't even find Scotland on the list. It must be real low. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, it it, it must be. I'll just get it quickly. Um, Yeah, see if you can see it because I couldn't see it on the on the on the certain website that I've been using. You know, Canada's at thirty five thousand cases, but. uh, um, Yeah, it must be pretty low compared to you guys. Um, Death toll rises to nine hundred and three. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many cases do you have? Um, cases hit eight thousand one hundred and eighty seven. Wow, that's pretty low. Yeah, it's pretty low, but um, a lot of these figures aren't taken into place. Um, care homes. Um, there was a care home just in this side of town, on the east side, and I think there was like 13 people died in the same day. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, care homes has been really bad out here as well in Canada. And, uh, you know, and it's weird too because we'll have like, um, like just yesterday there was an outbreak in a care home in Saskatchewan. Uh-huh. So it's like just randomly where we haven't had a lot of cases in the middle of the country, um, all of a sudden just uh, an outbreak in a care home. It's like oh, well, Saskatchewan how- had like no cases as of yesterday or like the day before. Well, not many, but how well, many was it before that? I thought it was like virtually none. It was like like two hundred or something, mm. you know. And then now all of a sudden they got you know cases in. Fuck. Like, uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, yes. Yeah, it, and that's the thing. I think I did say like the younger people, um, kind of young teens to middle age, if they catch it and they might they might have it, not know they've had it, but they're still able to pass it on to people, yeah. which is yeah. a scary thing. It's crazy to me that an old folks home, knowing everything that we know, would let yeah. anybody in that at all right now. That yeah, is, I know that isn't like supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? And um, I think that a uh, one big issue is. Um, well, I know one big issue is the fact that the staff rotates between care homes. So that's yep. a big uh, problem with spreading. But how they got to Saskatoon <laughs> or, or Regina, I'm not sure which one it was, but in Saskatchewan, how the hell it got there? I mean, yeah. fucking beyond me. I don't understand. Yeah, it. David, so as you know, Saskatchewan is like, the, is like fucking desolate. Like, All right, okay. it's, it's little towns, small. I mean, major cities, yes, but with small populations that are like, four hour drives from from major populations yeah and it's just fucking flatland nothing in between uh-huh yeah a lot of great so. people there a lot of great people there um you know real like good like midwest attitude you know yeah uh, alberta yeah. alberta saskatchewan and manitoba i always found were places that i hated to live but i loved the people yes absolutely i agree with that yeah um yeah, so it's uh, it's weird. Um, we're we have the same problem you do with people going out and like yeah. uh, enjoying the weather. Being that you know we live in such a beautiful place, we're coastal, you know, and we get a lot of rain too. So when it's beautiful out, people go outside. You know, it's hard to convince them not to. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, you know, but yeah, not that, that. It's weird because sorry, um, like the past four weeks. Oh, the past four weeks have been like um, nice weather. The sun's been out and it's just getting warmer and warmer and people aren't staying in, you know. Last week was Easter and I, I walked through the park um, coming back from the studio and there must have been about 100 people. Wow. And there was, there was guys playing football, four, four or six guys just playing football together. And I'm like... But you don't think that's bad. It's like you're staying far apart from each other, but when you're throwing an object between one another, it yeah. kind of defeats Well, them. I think in Scotland, he's talking about soccer. Oh, soccer, yeah, God. soccer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel dumb. I'm so sorry. I know you're probably offended at that. No, not, not at all. Honestly, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, so they're kicking the ball, but still, um, they're still making contact with each other. and Yeah. You know, and yeah, so. I know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, man. Like, uh, it's not like, it's not like we don't know what we're supposed to do. You know, yeah. like it, you can't turn on the TV or listen to the radio or anything without COVID nineteen being the subject. So yeah, totally. We all know what what's expected of us. So, um, 
honestly, I haven't left the house much. Like, yeah, actually, hardly at all, to be totally honest. Um, in uh, over a month, so. Wow. Um, but uh, I'm a bit of a feeling, are you going stir crazy at all? Like, I'm a bit of a homebody man. It ain't that bad for me, and um, I don't know, like. I just think about, I've got so many brothers and friends and stuff that are locked up in prison and, you know, in, in uh, situations like that. And I think, you know, I mean, this could be so much worse. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. I mean, I have all the comforts of home. I, yeah, I'm getting bored like everybody else. And, but uh, aside from that, you know, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, you know, I mean, it could be worse. Like I said, you know, it could be a lot worse. Every second article I see pop up on Instagram is like how to deal with depression in this quarantine and how to how to keep your sex life happy and how to fucking <laughs> what you know what I mean like yeah, when, yeah totally um, or I, I see a lot of shit on um, on uh, Tinder and like how to date and like it's so funny how people are because I saw one article where people could uh, a person was putting on their Tinder profile that they could get together and jerk off six feet away from each other. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was like, yeah, I'll bet you're getting a lot of calls at a certain yeah. point. Like, I bet you you'd be like, all right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking grinder must be just having a hell of a time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dude. It's so there's, and there's got to be, I, I heard that there's, um, yeah, there's like a problem, especially in the States with like secretive uh, underground parties going on uh, throughout all this, right? Like, yeah. and I guess because, and, it, and people are holding each other extremely accountable in terms of secrecy because you can't, <laughs> Right, so it's like this added yeah, yeah. layer of like, oh, it's, there's. Well, yeah, because you like you see it. Like I've seen these girls going boating and stuff lately, oh. and like you know, there's half a dozen people on the boat, and and then um, you just read the comments, and it's like you guys are fucking idiots, and you know people are going in on them, right? So I imagine. Yeah. That's part of the secrecy of the party is don't post because everybody's on us, right? There's lots yeah. of yacht parties, boat parties. Like I mean, I see all the time news of all over the world, fucking. Um, uh, but yeah, people still holding like big house parties, secret shit. It's like, it's crazy yeah. to me that you could do that. Like even to sit around 20 people, even if we were to all to sit to collectively agree that we're being irresponsible, it's, it just seems so odd. Odd. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a risk of like maybe one person having it, you know, that kind of in the head, there's a risk you could get it. Yeah. Uh, while we are doing all this as well. well so, I mean, yeah, I think it's, weird. The, it's like that old saying, right? If, if I got a hundred Skittles and I tell you two of them going to kill you, could kill you but the rest are okay when you eat the Skittles. Yeah. Of course yeah. not. You know, no, no. no smart person would. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a strange thing. And, like, uh, there's that guy in the States we talked about already, but the guy who went to jail who um, he had two parties. The first one he got a fine, second oh, yeah. one jail. So, well, um, why would you do that? You get a fine and then you know, you know well that you're going to get away after yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah it's um, mental. Well, I, th I think the biggest, I mean, as far as I can tell, the biggest, like, growth that we've seen in terms of how society is dealing with this now is there's, we've moved off of, it seems like they've moved off of crazy conspiracy theories, like 5G seems to be less in the conversation, yeah. like all this stuff, and now it's more of a, uh, it's more of a fight for our rights type conversation that I feel like is, is kind of happening. Um, I'm... I'm curious as to what Jamie thinks of this, but I'm also curious as to what it's like on the other side of the world. It just even in terms of the news, like I, I, I always wonder if I'm just getting fed some bullshit because I'm half interested in reading conspiracy theories and that pops yeah. up on my algorithm. Right. But yeah. like, is this, is this real? I, I've had a few people say to me, it's all kind of, it might be as a conspiracy and it was all planned, you know, to screw up the kind of economy and then bring it back. Like or somewhere, oh, buy buy the oil at a lower rate. Like loads of these kind of different um, conspiracies and stuff. I had a guy come into at work and ask me questions about the whole thing. Yeah. Do you think the vaccinations are a total kind of um, a ploy to do something else? But I don't know. Like it's it's kind of hard to guess because you're getting fed so many different stories. Yeah, I think it's less about really? the vaccinations thing now, though, and more about like socialism uh, and yeah. people seem to be saying that it's like this is like a first 
like like it's a, a an early try at socialism or something which i don't agree with but like it's funny to see that uh, i don't agree with in the sense that i think that that's what the government is like trying to do but yeah. uh, i mean it's just interesting to see what conclusions people are drawing now as time goes by and you know mm, yeah i mean i think that when it comes to the conspiracy theories that are going around um you know like bill gates and um you know 5g oil all these different things i don't i don't think any of them are real um and the reason i say that is because i think that it would be too much of an undertaking for that many people to be in on something like this yeah. and um then to keep it under wraps now what i could see is something like a foreign government um fucking trying to fuck with china's economy let's say and putting it out there and then it gets out of control yeah and then that one body that knows about it says okay the us 10 guys we got to shut the fuck up and never mention this again yeah. you know like i could see it being intended to be something malicious that got out of control but i don't believe that it's some mass conspiracy um i just think that there's too many um too many variables and too many people um that have been affected that like for example um boris johnson yeah you know like you're not going to give covid19 to the prime minister of the uk uh, no, and uh if if this is your move you know especially when he's a conservative yeah you know, and um if you were he, a democrat he's like on his deathbed is he not like he's oh he's fine yeah, he, he, He's fine now. Yeah, he just oh. got out kind of a couple of days ago. So, but he was in he, rough shape for a bit. Yeah, yeah, he was in intensive care for oh. a few days. I think it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. Yeah, he wasn't doing well, but now he's he's getting better, and he's. Uh, but he was in bad shape, you know. And I just. So I don't know. So let's like, let's let me um let me re uh just reconvene where we're talking about here because I like I mean I heard today that so you, I'm sure people have seen in the news that there's this there's this hot topic of the world health organization and the CDC potentially mishandling this. Right. Yeah. And so I, I use the word conspiracy very loosely in this because I go like, cause I feel that in a situation that no one is used to dealing with, it's very easy to, for someone to drop the ball or make a mistake, even with the best of intentions or, or whatnot within this. Right. So Without, with doing a little amount of research and me seeing the headlines, I go like, you know, who dropped the ball? Trump is right, blah, blah, or, you know, this and that. And I, I, I kind of think to myself, I mean, does anybody really know exactly what's going on or how to deal with this? And, and is, did who make a mistake? Or, so when I say conspiracy, I don't necessarily mean that, you know, someone's out there going like this, but yeah. are people, what, 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 is there something being covered up now? Like, where does that story begin and end? I feel like by now there's got to be some cover-ups going on, you know, yeah. like, you know, um, where it comes to like, for example, China, you know, all of a sudden their numbers just stop, you know, yeah. you know, and it's, come on, you know, and but is uh, it, isn't the numbers going back up? Is there not a few cases a few days ago, like 153 cases or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was more like 3,500 or something. Oh, crazy okay. Like that. All of a sudden they attributed all these deaths and said, well, at the time we thought that they were pneumonia or something like that, but now yeah. we're seeing that it's probably COVID, so we're adding them to the numbers. But so they're seeing it surge up again. Well, not a surge up. They're actually just counting a bunch of deaths that they already had. Oh, okay. Oh, and they're yeah. saying now we're saying those were COVID deaths as well. Okay. So, so their numbers just went up. But I don't oh, okay. think that it's uh back here. Yeah, I don't think it's accurate at all i think that china's full of shit and um uh you know they're such an economic force that um they can't appear to be that weak you know they have to be able to um they have to be able to, there's so much industry that goes on there they build so much they make so many things globally that yeah. um i think they have to appear like they got things under control even though they don't so yeah i can see that yeah, it's. I think there's a lot of bullshitting going on, a lot of cover-ups going on. For but that's sure. what I'm saying about the who thing. Like, I mean, I feel like they could be up there going like, oh, I don't know. 
you know, and they're like, we're trying, this is what we should be doing. And then people are kind of going, oh, they don't know. And then they're kind of going like, yeah, we kind of don't know, but we're doing our best. And then, uh, and then there's this other group of people that are going like, there's a conspiracy that they don't know, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it's hard to say. And um, I mean, I'm open to whatever I'm open to, to, um, you know, my mind is open to whatever sort of explanations come out and um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen, you know, yeah. I feel like there's going to be like a Nuremberg trials of this shit, you know, like there's going to be like a COVID trials or, or some crazy thing. Like, I just so wonder what the ramifications of all this is going to be like on a global scale. Yeah. Right? Have you guys in Scotland closed your border to surrounding countries? Um, I'm not too sure if they've closed it to um, England, but the, the travel, the train lines and everything are really minimal. You know, you've maybe got three kind of times throughout the day where people can travel from work and back home, but I don't think we've closed any borders or anything. So, Right. Yeah. Well, over here we border with the United States and we have, uh, we have it set up where and there's no non-essential travel allowed. So only like um, industry you know, like import drivers and, and that's it. So. Uh. Yeah. I think that might be the same because we've got all these, all these food stores that are supplying food like, on a daily. So you're, they're always getting fresh food in, you know, to just support the demand. Mm -hmm. um, which is, it's mental because I'm working in this shop for the past four weeks uh, during the lockdown and, um, People, people are like, we've got queues, so like it's what, two meters apart outside and people are waiting. Some people are waiting one hour, two hours to get their shopping. See, with ours, we're not, I've waited in a few of these lines. They, they feel like they're going to be a long time when you first get up to them, but they actually go really yeah. quick. Yeah, I think the bigger stores are like uh, one in, one out, but they might let 10 people in at a time. Yeah, which are not like people aren't in there to fucking look around and whatever, no. you know. Like they're they're in and out. Like those lines go pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah no one wants to be hanging out in there. No, like it's no. gross. Like everyone's like, Bleh. like yeah. I know. It's weird. It's a weird time we're in, and it's not gonna. You know, a lot of people think that it's just gonna snap your fingers and all of a sudden everything's gonna be normal. No, no I know. Case man, it's gonna be weird for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. what I find to have the most the most consistent conversation that I have right now is that exactly what you just said. It's like it's like you you talk about normal as if it's just going to go back to normal, like the curtain gets lifted. But it's no, yeah. it's going to be these rollbacks that are so slow, and they're probably then we'll see probably pull back from that, and then we can go further, probably treat it irresponsibly and take two steps back to make one step forward, kind of deal, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's gonna like. We're never going to be the same as we were like four or five months ago, you know. Um, you don't think ever? I don't think so. No, I think it's going to be different the way people people act around each other. Maybe um, they're going to like always use hand sanitizer or some sort of thing like that, you know. That's yeah. what I feel. Um, but I know in Glasgow, as soon as the lockdowns lifted, it's going to be people are out partying, you know. Oh, Vancouver's going to be the fucking same yeah. way, man, for sure. Honestly, it's it's mad. Like, and even if even if the, the the bars and stuff aren't open, they'll just drink out in the, the parks, you know. Yeah, same here. We're, we're same. the exact same way. We got beach culture. Like, we got nude yeah. beaches. Like that are a twenty minute drive away, right? Like, oh, we, we we've not we've we've not got that in Scotland. It's too cold. <laughs> no? Too cold. Nah. You gotta come <laughs> out and visit. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. So um, why don't we shift gears out of COVID nineteen mm -hmm. and. Uh, move into one of our yep. favorite subjects for all of us, and that is art. So, yeah. uh, so you, how long have you been uh, painting for? Um, maybe like just over a year um, properly. Really? Yeah, so um, on, in my degree, I, was a, I graduated in printmaking, so silkscreen prints. So oh, cool. that was what I'd done. And then um, moving to Glasgow, they've got a big massive print studio. But um, it's too expensive to just work there. You know, you need to know what you're going to do. So you have to plan out everything ahead. And they price it pretty fairly, but it's, it's a lot of money in one hit. And mm -hmm. if you make an addition of prints and they don't sell and they're just sitting somewhere, you know, you, you, you might take a, I don't know, £500 hit on one edition. That wow. £500 is like fucking 
two th- like two thousand Canadian now. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Well, well, yeah. yeah. I'm being I'm being um I'm I'm exaggerating, but it is bad. Yeah. So like um coming here, um I was just pa- I was just making little kind of small paintings with acrylic um in my bedroom, uh for maybe like six months, and then um me and a friend found this space and we re- well, this guy rents it off a company. Seventeen artists in one this big space here, um, and all my friends are painters. So it was just kind of generic that I became a painter That's at the moment, great. you know. Yeah. So really, you were you never really took painting seriously up until about a year ago? No. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising yeah. because your work looks like you've been painting for a long time. Yeah, it looks very like it's got a lot of intent. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I think. The way I work's just in layers, you know, and that's that's the way I am. Um, printmakers thinking they always think about the layers and how layers sit on top of each other. So, um, for me, that's how how I look at painting. I'm just building up these layers, textures, um, and interesting kind of marks. You you might not see it first, and then they start to come come forward mm-hmm. once you look a bit closer. Jamie and I have been talking for a long time about wanting to learn how to like make be a printmaker or learn just. That whole art form is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, I love the whole process. So it just, it takes, it takes a while. Like if you're, if you're wanting to use a kind of digital image, you have to get that all sorted and it's separate separations. And then you're choosing your colorways. So you might do a few tests of different color combinations. Mm. And as soon as you start, you put your kind of your image on the screen. It's, it's, it's amazing because you just, the process happens, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I've, I follow enough Instagram accounts that I watch the process happen, but I think what's yeah. cool is, uh, is what, when I first started getting into collecting prints and stuff, I always thought that you would just take a photo of the painting that yeah. they did, and then they would just like reproduce it in so many amount of numbers. Right. Yeah. And I think then, that's my, yeah. You, they, they do that. Was it just like digital prints, you know? And mm-hmm. for me, it's when I was, when I was screen printing, um, I made like 50 editions of one piece. And then after that, I just felt it was kind of pointless making editions because I like to make one-off things. So I was making one-off prints that could never be recreated again, you know? So they become, each one's so unique and I probably couldn't recreate it if I tried. That's what I'm always kind of aiming to do within my work. No, that's cool. Boundaries, you know? So would you, I guess you consider yourself what, like a, like an abstract contemporary artist? Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, I've always been drawn to abstract art. Like uh, a lot of my peers and friends, there, there are a lot of kind of contemporary figurative stuff at the moment. And yeah. I know, that, I know, in the art world, that's kind of really current. Um, I've always just been drawn to kind of contemporary art and just colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and, solid saturation and yeah, crisp lines. And what I really, yeah, one patterns. of the things I really like about your work is um, some of your pieces. Um, will look like two or three completely different pieces in yeah. one. And I find that really interesting, and they, they have their own flow, and um, and but somehow they work together. It's it's interesting. I like it. Yeah, I think it's for me like each piece can be individual. I'm I'm always working in maybe like four, five, six, seven pieces at a time. So I work in one, and if I think the same color works well, I'll jump into another. But in my head. Can, you can always you can always add to a piece you can't take away so it takes me a little bit of time just to look at the work and um just sit with it i think what um in painting you have to kind of sit with your work and just look at it and see what the paintings maybe telling you it needs right um, you're really trying to and, you're really trying to build your portfolio of work of art it seems like you're not this uh throw paint at the wall and have and have a crazy time kind of guy it seems yeah well no 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 yeah, that's cool. That at the start, to at the start, I was doing bigger. Um, I'd get canvas in the floor and I'd, I'd paint all over it and I'd film that. And but these big bits of canvas get cut down into smaller pieces and then I, I just re, I reuse everything. So um, like on, uh, I'll show you. I've actually this is a new board. So um, this is a bit of canvas a painting from an old piece that I'd done maybe six months ago. Good painting. On the board. Oh, okay. oh that's a actually... piece of canvas that you've cut. That's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh so it's mixed. Cool. So it's mixed media. It's not just. Yeah. Paint. No, no, everything's mixed media. Yeah. So that oh. it, it, it looks flat, but 
Um, as soon as you see it enclosed, there's maybe like three, four layers, and then you put spray paint, oil paint, oil bars. And it looks very flat in yeah, pickles. Yeah, I had no idea until right now either. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like oh, kind of stick. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, these are the ones that. Everything. Yeah. I like that about art, especially that I put it in my house. And that's the thing that you can't appreciate about art on Instagram or through a screen is just how yeah. light hits it, how just like layers and just all, I mean, that you can discover a piece for so long when it's in front of you. Yeah. Like for me, I know Instagram's like, it's been an, an amazing tool for me to push my work all over the world, you know, and uh, to have just people comment on it and just give you a, a little bit of advice or, just say that they like it and that helps you kind of boost. But for me, it's someone might look at a screen and it's what, a couple inches and then they see the work and in their head, they maybe thought the work was way big, but it's, it's maybe a meter tall. Mm -hmm. I, I like how um, that happens in social media because I've had a lot of people being like, I actually thought that piece was smaller and it's huge, you know. But yeah. on Instagram, everything is flat. And like you say, like in these pieces, once you get um, cameos bored, and if he kind of shows you guys in the studio, or uh, next time you're in the studio, you'll see all the kind of layers within the piece. Have you already shipped that? No, it's sitting right next to me. Oh, okay. I want to see it. And then, so, so I'm, I'm holding your feet to the fire here because you said you'd do one for me too. Oh, this is yours. I started it today. Oh, that's, that's mine. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello. Oh, we've already, we already <laughs> I know, Jamie. Uh, I've actually, like, I bought five blank boards, so one of them's coming your way, but I'll need, I'll need to talk to you about, like, colors. What's your kind of color scheme you go for? No, no. We've already been talking about you too, Jamie, the one we were messaging. No, no, yeah. I don't want to talk about it at all. I want you to give me a true David Brown piece. Oh, yeah, so, like, Cameo's boards, like, this is how it's looking. You know, so wow. it's kind of looks Cool. Very cool. Wow. I love that. Like, I'll just put that back closer. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was a black board, black kind of wood board. Yeah. And that's why I've kept this bit, the original wood here. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. sweet. There, you can see the original. I like that you did that. Yeah, the original wood there. And then it's all built up like spray paint, oil bar. This is a, some textures from actually um, my girlfriend's dress that I cut up. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she wanted her dress cut shorter, so I was like, cool, I'm going to use this uh, in some paintings. And um, I, I've used it there and in this piece here. That's cool. I like that a lot, man. Yeah. At the bottom of this piece. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like how you, it's, it's like as if you, um, that last piece that you did, there's that abstract swirly part. I don't know how to describe it near the yeah, top. Yeah. And there's this, there's this, I'll describe it as like, I guess like an Andy Warhol slash cause effect where it switches color palettes. Yeah. Line and then, but to do that with something that is, uh, that is purely abstract is really cool. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, it's like one of those things that meets calculation versus all, you know, it's, it, yeah. it, it hits two buttons at once. Yeah. It's very cool, man. I, I, I really, I didn't know that you were using mixed medium with stuff and that's, that's cool. I, that, I really appreciate that. And, and, uh, because I love textures. So does Zach. I know that. Cause like, for example, yeah. in the background of Zach right now, there's that, uh, Harry Potter. Hunter Potter. <laughs> Hunter yeah. Potter. Hunter by Potter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hunter, Hunter Potter uh, piece there, and if you look at that thing close, it's got a ton of texture in the paint, and yeah, um, it's really like heavy on the texture. It's nice. No, and that's, yeah, that's really. as I as I become an art collector, man. I, it's uh, I can the the rule now to whether or not I'm going to keep something is is if it stops me every time I pass it. Yeah. Right. So like I'm in my living room sometimes and I walk for over to my window and I walk back and I find myself stopping and looking at the Hunter Potter all the time. Right. Like, yeah, just all the textures. Yeah. No, like maybe when the light's hitting it differently. Yeah. You know? It's just so much fun, man. Like the jerk faces, like jerk faces work for, it will always impress me because I find things in it. I've owned pieces for years and I like yeah. find little things in it sometimes when I look in the right corner and go like, Oh fuck. I never, I never saw that before. Yeah. Um, the paras are, are fun, and, and your work is, uh, I've never seen it in, in front of me before, but I imagine we'll give, we'll, we'll give the same effect. Yeah, yeah but for me, I think like, that's what I want. I want someone to have it on the wall, and then like each day they appreciate it more and more, you know, and they might see a color 
different colour when I light the light hitting differently or the sun's hitting it a certain mm. way. So yeah, yeah and I'm still kind of learning as well, you know. Each each time I come into the studio, I'm finding different things to do, maybe a different way. Who are um, your, some, of, some of your favorite artists? I was just going to um, ask the question. I like Talar. Have, have you heard of Talar? No. Um, it's spelled T-A-L and then just dash R. Okay. Um, his stuff's amazing. Um, but I, I've been following Hunter by Porter for a while. Um, all the app stuff's been all over social media, so... I, I saw his stuff a good couple of years ago. I it's like Ollie old... Yep. Jamie can attest to the fact that uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Ollie Yep, but he's just, his, I love his work, but his, I find the screen prints that he chooses to do are, are frustrating. Yeah. Because he has some beautiful pieces that just like, I love, man. Um, but then like, he, I, I find he just chooses weird ones to screen print. I don't know why. I, I agree my, with that. My... I feel like he picks completely the wrong pieces to screen print. Maybe My it's opinion. just how complex they could be because what what was his latest one? One of the cat pieces, the cat with the kind of No, it, oh the for the art for the art, yeah, like the actual originals he did was that. His yeah. most recent screen print was the spin me right round, the the Donair one, the kebab. Oh, one. okay, Do, uh, the Donner meat one, yeah. Um yeah. Are they kind of his older pieces from maybe like last year or something? Yeah. Well, there was multitasking before that, which is the one where he was doing like the Nike hat or the electronics yeah. hat and like the either the AirPod what? or something, uh, or the cigarette or whatever, which yeah. I like multitasking. That was cool. It kind of acted as this like OG version character that moved into these other characters of paintings that he did. So like, yeah, it's kind of how I always looked at that one. But um, he he kind of the screen talking to you specifically about the screen printing I think is interesting with Ollie yet because the the consistency that I find with him is that he chooses he seems to do things that I think would be fun to screen print like for multitasking yeah. he did that little gum like his character's blowing a bubble of gum and that yeah. looks like it would be a difficult thing to try and screen print I'm sure Miguel will be able to put it up on the screen for production there and yeah. uh, and similar to the kebab one that any say what you want about the piece that looks like a very technically difficult thing to screen print yeah yeah i don't i don't even know how many layers it would take to do something like that you know even just a 12 layer print it's kind of it's hard you know because everything has to be registered perfectly mm -hmm. if one one piece is out it will totally screw up the whole print you know yeah, uh, I'm not sure and who that's works with for the print company in the uk but uh yeah i can attest to the fact that they're very very high quality yeah yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, he's got that. Ollie Epp has that interesting sort of um, that feel of uh, sort of a rudimentary drawing and then has some super high definition little yeah. in it that's cool. And yeah, like um, Mystic Fishstick. Um, that guy just blows my mind. Yeah, Trey. I can never remember how to pronounce his last name. It's Trey Ab Abdella, I think, or Abadella okay. Abdella. Yeah. yeah incredible like half of the piece is cartoon and the other half is super realistic and yeah and yeah i think I, yeah yeah it's pretty wild but um yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing these pieces and uh and uh these skateboards coming through that's amazing um, yeah I don't, I don't know how long it'll take is it ever post postal service like the post office here um i i'm not too sure if they'll take the boards um, if there's restrictions, but I'll, I'll, I'll check anyway um, and try and get them out to you guys as fast as possible. Well, no, to say uh, I think shipping, you should just sh you should do all three at once, maybe, man. Coming from Scotland, like it would it would be yeah. terrible to lose one of them. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I'm... we're not in a hurry. Hopefully, try and get a kind of box or something made for them to send away. You know, so it's yeah. all safe. Yeah, I'm working um, on my skateboard collection too. I want to uh, I want to get. Um, a cool like area in my wall dedicated for skateboards but the thing with skateboards is you can go you can go so wild with them there's so many that are so cool so i'm really trying to be selective about the ones that i'm putting aside yeah. and then once i get like five or six yeah. that i really want to display then i'll, I'll create a little section yeah it's for there's so many out there too that are so cool like yeah like i almost just don't want to go down that rabbit hole totally i completely agree with you unless i if i owned like a big house that had like 10 rooms or whatever the big man cave downstairs kind of shit then i would definitely yeah. dedicate a whole fucking floor to ceiling wall of uh, sure. skateboards but i mean we're we're downtown vancouver living like people we can't i don't have that type of wall real estate 
Yeah. I have no, I have no wall of real estate left. I mean, and lately I've been putting pieces up in the studio because me too. Yeah. The studio, the studio is looking really good. It's just looking kind of, all the walls are pretty full. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, yeah. We're, we're trying to basically put two inches between each piece and just fill that, fill the walls. So, and we're getting there fast. So. Yeah. Um, I've been working on it too. Like every time yeah, I'm in yeah. the studio, I'm kind of tinkering with pieces and stuff. So um, uh, when we do inevitably get back in there, you guys will see a big change. And then I, I look forward to taking all the viewers through another like Instagram tour of all of our art and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good for sure, man. I mean, uh, I just bring the pieces down there and then I come in and Zach's been fucking going at it for a while. And next thing you know, is holy shit. Okay, let's go. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to kill time. Yeah. How long have you had this studio for since the start of the podcast or was it? Longer? Yeah, we've had it since we, we've had it since the beginning. It used to actually just be an office of mine and uh, okay. we just uh, repurposed. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. it worked out really good. So, um, yeah, but uh, I miss it. I miss being there and, you know, and podcasting there. But it, this is okay, too. I mean, uh, like, the nice thing about this is we get to have international guests, you know? We, we, yeah. Like, it's a blessing in disguise, really. I was talking with my wife about it this morning. Like, we, I got to Gary. Now we get to actually have interaction with you, David. That's not just yeah. through, like, fucking text. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and we had, uh, we had Michael Dubin on twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I'm not talking to uh, we're, you. We're going to get Lurk on here uh, in the coming weeks. I was just talking to him the other day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and Hunter Potter, I was just talking to as well. He's going to come oh, on. Nice. Well. Cool. Yeah. So it's good, man. And we'll, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a few other people. I don't want to jinx anything right now, but, you know, we're talking to a few other people and we'll see what and happens. Give us suggestions for all the listeners out there as well. David, as a, as a, as a, as a long time listener of the Maine and Hastings yeah. podcast. What kind of content do you like hearing from us, man? What yeah, what do you enjoy? I, I, to be honest, what makes me laugh to ones when you're, you're telling like either alien stories or ghost stories. Yeah. It always gets me, like, honestly laughing my head well, off. Do you just have a ghost story? That's, yeah. Uh, actually, there was one when I was younger. Um, I was sharing a room with my, my twin brother and my little brother. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I just got goosebumps all over. I just felt that like there was something going on in the in the room. It was in the room. There was something in the room. Intuition right? thing. And yeah, I was just breathing really heavy, and I was just listening. And my one brother as well, who like punk, I could hear him breathing as well. And I was, I, I didn't say anything to him. But I kind of like rolled really slowly uh, to the other side of my bed to see if there was something in the middle of the room. And it, I saw this kind of black figure and then I kind of like moved fast and it just disappeared. And I thought I was kind of like maybe like half asleep. So I waited till the next day to ask my two brothers and they both saw this apparition in the middle of the room. Don't know what it was. Never seen it again. It was just there. I, I could feel something weird. You know? Both your brothers saw it too? Yeah. Holy shit. So, when, so, so t- tell me about... Going to sleep the next night, you and your brothers got to be sitting there like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Sitting with the, sitting with the lights on. <laughs> Honestly, and there's look at Zach, look at Zach. <laughs> um, the skeptic. Yeah, no, like, and I've 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 got a friend who who played the Ouija boards with his sister, um, and in their back garden, um, supposedly this happened. I didn't see it, but. I believe my friend, because he's a, a really close friend, and he said that he went away and he didn't kind of finish the game. You see how you're supposed to kind of close up and say, I don't, I don't know how it works, but you, 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 you have to, like, smash a glass or something like that. They didn't do anything like that. They just went for their dinner, and this hut went in fire, like, two, two minutes after they were in the house. Just went in fire randomly. What went on fire? The, the, the shed with the Ouija board inside of it. Because they left this Ouija board in the shed, and it went in fire. Shut up. I'm not joking. Not not joking at all. Hey, I believe you. Zach doesn't, but I do. I believe that it happened. I don't think that you're lying. Like that's <laughs> like that's the that's the thing. But the like the apparition at night thing is like is like you you said yourself. You're half asleep, so all bets are off, right? Yeah. No, his brothers. Yeah, maybe. There was there was just a sense. There was a there was a thing that just 
felt like there was something I mean, there. Like, body, I believe, like I believe human. I believe the intuition that something else was there more than I believe the optics, like someone who saw something. Three people. <laughs> yeah. Three people. <laughs> Three people. I mean. Downtown David Brown is telling us three people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, me, me and my twin brother, my little brother. How old were you? Oh, this. Yeah. How old were you? Um, would have been like 13, 14. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're like a young adult. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 29, yeah. Still pretty young. So I your turn- is pretty good then. I mean, this is not that long ago. Yeah, not long ago. But um, yeah, like the same friend whose shed went on fire. His house is a this really old house, and he told me that he would always hear kind of footsteps in the house, but it was only just maybe him in the house. He'd hear the footsteps going up the stairs, and then he'd check nothing there. And I was there one time, and we were sitting in his bedroom uh, on the Xbox, and we could hear something. And we, 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 we went downstairs and checked. There was no one in the house, and went back inside his room, and you could hear these footsteps going up these stairs in his house honestly holy shit so you've had a few encounters i mean you've had two personally and then the fire your friend yeah like just just hearing things you know and nope yeah well there you are oh david you cut out for a second what was that last sentence you said bro um what 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 did you hear sorry we didn't hear anything you cut out oh um i just what did I say? I can't even remember what I said. It's okay. Um, it's okay. So, so yeah, like, the three accounts. You saw two yourself, and then there was the other one that's secondary, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, me and my friend heard footsteps in his house going up the stairs twice. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the same, just, just the same same kind of hour. And he, he'd said that he saw his great-grandfather tap, there was a tap at the front door, and he looked down to the front door, and he could see his grandfather. His grandfather had been dead for like 40 years. And he was in like kind of army. Kind of He's seen his stuff. fucking grandfather. Dead grandfather who died in the army. And he had like army gear kind of like just tapping the front door. That's he could, he, is this he the, could hear the chat. Is this the same friend for the yeah. uh, word? So he's obviously really heightened or is... Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's maybe the height, heightened. you know. <laughs> I love it. No, honestly, yeah. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, that's crazy. So do you think so? So his his grandfather's ghost, do you think, is probably is following him around then? Yeah, well, maybe not following him, but it's it's connected to maybe the the home that he stayed in, you know, and Mm. maybe he was coming back. I I really don't know. But he told me this and I believed it straight away because I'm I'm really into kind of like conspiracy theory stuff, aliens, blah, 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 you know. Um, I believe in it. I, I well, totally again, do I don't, I, I, Just to be clear, a, I don't think aliens and ghosts belong in the same conversation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think so either. I think that they're completely different and, uh, and independent of each other for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, ghosts, like ghosts are, uh, there's so much, there, there's just so much difference that lies between believing in ghosts and encounter, encountering with like the paranormal and then like an alien, which is like, you can have if you bring up ghosts or the afterlife with any person of science, like you, yep. you're, it's, it's over. You're not going to have that conversation. Like, I mean, you could find a good scientist that's good to have a conversation with, but in the sense of their scientists, yeah. mind, it's never going to be something. But when you, t- when you talk about aliens, like there's a conversation to be had there. And that's where, that's where there's a difference, right? Like there's, there's, if you don't believe yeah. in, the, in the potential of aliens, I think you're just, you don't really know what math is, right? It's kind of the, one of those things. Yeah. yeah, I think, like, um, we can't just be the only living things in the universe, you know? Well, that's what, there's something, that's what it's called. It's like the, what's it called? The Drake equation is that, is that, that mathematical equation, whatever, that, that proves that there is yeah. life somewhere out there. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, I think Zach said it best um, a few episodes back that um, the likelihood of the intelligent species being able to, travel at the you know and exist at the same time you know time being the key thing there mm-hmm. overlapping that's the difficult part right but as far yeah. as existence absolutely yeah and it's also it's because it's time is like it's like could have already happened 10 times over yeah yeah 
Either 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 us going or someone coming. Yeah. Or yeah. how many how many things just haven't made it to those benchmarks of life, like and broken through those thresholds? Like how many times have we made it to like single cell anemia and never crawled out of the water, or never, yeah. or never got rid of the tail, or never came out of the trees, or never, you know, like you have there's. In, in terms of like the amount of time that we've existed versus the amount of time we've been able to communicate with outside of our planet, let alone with one another remotely is like such a fucking blip. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's astronomical odds. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, shifting gears once again, yeah. Lately, uh, sneaker pickups. Are you into sneakers? Uh, not really no like what like listening to you guys like and seeing kind of the posts you're posting um on Main and Hastings and on your own accounts that is actually like triggering something because I, I bought a couple pairs of shoes in the past like week or two but they're nice. nothing like kind of crazy they're just like some normal shoes nice that's where it starts that's where it starts Do you know i think you can like, think about it a bit more what's that we lost you there again yeah it's all right. It's just like every five minutes you have a little hiccup or whatever. We're in Scotland. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Sorry. Um, I'll start with the uh, uh, late pick, latest uh, pickup. And uh, I got this uh, Yeezy Lightbone slide. Um, and I know it's not the most attractive thing we've ever seen. Is it comfortable? It is so comfortable. <laughs> it is literally a cloud literally a cloud he's very right he's very um and uh yeah just incredibly comfortable and i highly recommend them if you don't care that you look like you're wearing crocs well it's around the house it's future crocs what miguel said they're future crocs totally totally yeah they do like kind of like space crocs like if you're out in a space station or something yeah right yeah Yeah, that's what people have been saying about yeezys since it was nike yeah that's true you know and then they become staples and things so but they're very comfy i fucked up and uh, they're I'll, I'll tell for any of our viewers they're true to size they're true to size um because i generally size down for sliders like the past time i got a nike nike sliders and then i have lacoste sliders and both times i've gotten 10s i'm generally an 11 this time i was like fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna be proactive about this and pre-order a 10 and uh yeah i fucked up so i'm i'm now hunting for an 11 long story yeah short. So and I told him I said, "Why well, you size down for slides?" And I never size down for slides. Definitely, you know, he's like, "I recommend I'll get you a ten." I said, "Get me an 11. <laughs> he did. He did exactly do that. And then when I was at your place, when I dropped them off, man, and I saw how well they fit you, I didn't want to say anything, but I was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, let's move on to this uh, uh, Nike Air Jordan Six from the." No, it's nice. It's uh, this black and gold. I can't remember the damn name of it. DMP? D- I can't remember. But 23, that's embossed in there. Yeah, that's what. That's the best nice. part of it. Those are yeah. fucking, it's hard not to like those. Like They're so nice. And I grabbed the wrong one, but the other one has a gold dog tag on it. And it talks about um, Jordan winning the championship because he won in the Jordan 6. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's nice. Nice buttery black suede. Can't go wrong. Jordan. Um, then uh, going back, Jordan Concord 11. True staple for any sneakerhead. Purple in the sole. <laughs> sole. So which, which year are those ones from? These are, do you know? 2016, I believe. Okay. No, am I? I think it would be, it's right around there. It's like 2014, if anything, or something. Yeah, it's 14 or I can't remember, something like that. But I mean, with the patent leather, I mean, you wear this with a suit. Yeah, that's what people did for a long time. The uh, the those are one of the first ones. Those are like, I mean, the Elevens are one of the ones that caused mass hysteria in like the beginning days of sneaker culture. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, the Concord is crazy, and the fact that I didn't have them in my collection was a little ridiculous. Are you gonna wear them? I'm gonna wear them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know me, wearing everything. It's true. Um, and then I got here a Dunk the. Uh, Black Pigeon. Um, staple. In my opinion, that's the staple shoe right there. This is a staple shoe you got to have if you're in a dunk. And um, it's uh, got the Louboutin style bottoms. What's up? And uh, just that pigeon. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, like, I like the week pitching. Amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's a beautiful material. And then last, I got one last one here I'm going to pull out. This one's special. Zach, very jealous. I know what you're going to show me. You know, you know what it is, don't you? Yes, I do. Ah, this is the Stussy Cherry uh, SB. I believe it's from 2005. It might even be from uh, earlier. I'm going to actually look right now because I don't want to be wrong. Cherry on there. They're beautiful. These are so nice. They are nice. With the pink wow. and the brown leather. I mean, SBs are known to be a little oh, different. One. Huh? Oh, one. 2001. Okay. I have the receipt, wow. too, and uh, the guy who bought them 2001 paid $100. Oh my God! So I'm looking at this right now. I don't know if you guys can see, uh, yeah. but there's worth somewhere in the range of twenty one hundred and twenty seven hundred. But that's for dead stock. Yeah, and these are what you would call uh, VNDS, very near dead stock, because um, they've been worn maybe twice. They're they're pretty much perfect. Well, yeah, one of the first things that we did this morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was Jamie and I were texting back and forth about what potential trades we could do for that. You know what I would trade you for those, bro? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you uh, – I got. The, I have that cause deck coming, but I don't know if I would. Oh, the one with the uh... – With the bendy, the Mark Gonzalez, the deck of the – it's one of, like, I believe 100, and it's signed by cause and everything with a Sharpie. Like, oh. You really like those cherries that much? Well, just – I don't know, man. Though, since you got them – I don't know if I do. It's I'm I'm having a real I'm having one of those times. Like it's a real thing. Like it's a real conflict. You know. You may want to think about that one. I don't want to take advantage of you. Nah. Well, so <laughs> I mean, I recently just traded a whole bunch of cause original or open edition stuff for more limited edition stuff. I didn't want to spend money. I'm really into trading lately. Like I just want to try and like. I mean, I know people out there want some of the stuff that I have. I I have like piles of shoes, and I get to this point where I'm like stupidly going like, I'll use these one day. And I just, I know I fucking won't. And it, it, I'd rather somebody enjoy them. And if I can get something that I'm going to enjoy back from them, then like fucking why not? Instead of like everyone having to break the bank all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've been doing lately too. Getting rid of shit that I know I'm not going to wear. And uh, that's the main thing. And if I know I'm not going to wear it, uh, then I don't give a shit. There's only a couple of sneakers out there that I want that I won't wear that I just want in my collection. But Like what? Uh, like an air mag. Okay. Yeah. I would display those too. Those are display worthy. Where the fuck are you going to wear an air mag? You know what I mean? The para F and F's, uh, uh, air maxes. I would, I would display as well. Yeah. That's a display shoe for sure. Um, and, uh, you those know, artist collab shoes. Yeah. And if I got something crazy, like a, like a undefeated four or an OG pigeon. Yeah. OG pigeon, something crazy like that. I wouldn't wear that, but, um, Unless it's crazy like that, I'll wear it. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So. But then yeah. I always wonder if, like, one of the shoes that I have, like, is going to be the next Grey Pigeon. Not that I, I care that it's going to be worth so much money, but, like, it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's be about an icon, owning. Have an icon in your collection? Yeah, it's about owning it more than it's about, like, what it's worth. I mean, what it's worth means something, but it's about what it's worth in your collection more than what it's worth as a monetary value. Yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, I think it was uh, Mayor was talking about, um, you know, sneaker collector Mayor, I think he's from Brooklyn or the Bronx. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying that, um, I've seen him say it a couple times now, that if you, if all you have in your collection are grail type sneakers, then you're not a true collector. And it's like, well, what if I don't want to have 6,000 pairs of sneakers? Yeah, that's fair. You know, but I think I think what he's saying is like if you're just if it's if you're all a hype train, right? If you're not willing, like if you're if you're a, if you're a shoe guy and there isn't one pair of shoes that is one hundred, two hundred dollars that you just love for whatever reason, I think I, I think maybe he's pointing out guys like that more than anything. Okay, well, if that's what he's saying, I can live with that because it's kind of well, kind of bugged me because I'm like a lot of my sneakers are pretty dope and. You know, and they're most of them are worth something, and I love them all. So what the fuck's the problem? You know, and I think, I, I think the true the true poison in the culture are people who point at each other and say my taste is better than yours or my opinion is better than yours. Yeah, yeah, uh, who gives that, sucks. that sucks. 
Yeah, I don't like any of that shit. It's the same thing with art when people are, you know, they, I mean, art is so subjective. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is or who's the yeah. artist. If you love it, you love it, you know? And well, it's okay to dislike something. It's just not sure. okay. It's just not okay to, I mean, I just, if, if you hate something in art, I just feel like that says more about you than the art because I just don't understand how you can hate something. I look at things, I look at images that I may not like, but then I like watch a artist create it and like, stoked and I watch other people and I go like oh that's great like that's awesome how could you ever call that yeah. shitty <laughs> like yeah for sure um I remember cameo said that one time we were like I think we we're framing stuff or whatever and he's like you know we shouldn't use the word hate about art like because sometimes we'd be like oh I hate that or I hate that and mm. it's like you know it's a good point you know because yeah, as long as being ripped off or there's not something that's like yeah. that that's in the conversation then I would agree um, what uh, do you? Is there anything out there that you collect downtown, David Brown? Um, recently I've been kind of buying smaller pieces off of um, artists. There's a there's a thing on Instagram called Artist Support Pledge, and um, you basically have smaller works or small paintings, and they're anywhere between like say. 50 and 200 and as soon as you hit a thousand you pledge to spend 200 and support another artist so that kind of you're, you're helping someone else can you, say that, pledge. can you say that one more time because you, you uh just, just the numbers over. part yeah the numbers All right, yeah so um you you have you, you can sell say like five pieces at 200 pound and as soon as you hit a thousand um you spend 200 on another artist piece of work to support oh, them. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. And so you have pieces. Yeah. Of so, in the past. Yeah. So I I'd sold maybe like nine or ten pieces in the past three weeks, um, due to the virus, just through the artist support pledge. And when I hit five hundred, I went and bought a piece of work off someone from London, and then I bought a drawing the other day. Well, yesterday actually, just to support. Like I've not hit thousand target, but I think maybe hitting five hundred is a good. We you can maybe spend fifty to eighty just to help them a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, like just just collecting small pieces. Um, at the moment, yeah. Yeah. And the, these artists are like me. That is good, is good for sure. I've honestly been looking around as an art collector. I've been looking for opportunities to buy art from uh, some of the artists in this, like to support people. I haven't like, I haven't found many uh, thus far yet. I'm always looking at these artists supporting artists and I go like, fuck, I mean, where's collectors supporting artists? <laughs> Pledge, yeah. let's get this going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah, like um, for me as a kind of artist on Instagram, it's so hard to kind of find collectors. Um, I just think it's one might you one might follow you, and then he'll tell his friends, or mm -hmm. they might have like a a WhatsApp group or a a messenger group or an Instagram group where they will they'll maybe just share this artist's work, mm -hmm. and then everyone else will start seeing it. I hear you. Uh, well, I'm I'm particularly after pieces right now that are created in 2020, like the year of covid like coronavirus right like um okay so uh i mean i i like to keep my art forever and i, I like to be able to tell stories so i want to be able to uh i want to be able to have something from this moment in time i jamie put it to me the other day when we were we had the episode with freehand profit about how the masks represent a moment yeah. in time and that's a lot of the ways that i view my art collection and um uh i want something to remember this moment in time yeah absolutely where uh yeah, where totally. made, uh, yeah where I, I think your... like oh oh sorry like... sorry about that david i was just gonna ask you where where might you think listen where can listeners uh uh find your art if they're interested in checking it out i'm um, just on Ian brown and i've got a website as well david Ian brown so can, can um, you start with yeah. david you crapped out there Um, it's it's just my Instagram handle David Ian Brown and my website's David Ian Brown. So um, I'm kind of updating my website frequently um, and posting um, on Instagram every three to three-ish days, five days maybe. Um, okay. I kind of found that posting 
seven days a week was a bit too much um, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, f- I feel that. Because I, I feel like people want to see the work, but just tur- turning it out um, every day is too much. And it, it, it devalues uh, what you're making, I think, um, if, you, if you're just posting every single day. Um, but I, I found Instagram like a, such an amazing tool for me. Like Connections like last year, I got a show in Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, through Instagram, the galley contacted me and she flew me out and paid for everything. Beautiful. That, and that was my first solo show and that was through Instagram. And oh, congratulations. She saw one... Thanks, cheers. And um, yeah, I've got, I've got work and I um, showed the moment in New York um, action uh, with Monica King Contemporary. And it's basically um online show on their, the gallery's artsy page. And it's to raise funds for Feed the Frontline. So they're 25% of every sale goes and it feeds the, well, you're feeding the doctors and nurses. That's on Artsy? Everyone the Frontline and an amazing opportunity. Um, yeah, it's on Artsy through Monica King Contemporary. I'm going to check that um, out. Cool. If you go into their um, Instagram, um, it's, it's linked to on, on Instagram anyway so you can pop over but I don't think my work's on it yet because they're, they're rotating um, the art they're putting on um, because they've maybe got like 30, 40 artists so they're what, just did you say, what did work. you say the name was of that Instagram again? Um, Monica King Contemporary Okay, cool Okay, um, so uh, we're going to uh, we're going to I think uh, highly recommend everybody goes and checks that out uh, Yeah, I'm going to go support that right now we'll, yeah. we'll get some links together and links to David yeah. Ian Brown's Instagram and your website and all that stuff with the release of the episode David so it'll be easy Thank for you. everyone to uh, click and link to it and, and go support Yeah, and we just really want to say we appreciate you taking the time we know it's late at night out there yes. in uh, Glasgow, Scotland and, Yeah, uh, half ten at night Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, fuck, thanks man yeah, so it's like really appreciate it's dark outside. Huh? Pitch dark. Yeah, yeah. Dark yeah. Outside, yeah. yeah, so we... Uh, I'm, I'm happy to support you. I, I love the podcast, and you guys are so positive anyway, you know? Just uh, trying to do something good. Blast, man. Thank you so much, David. And uh, everybody go check them out. And uh, so on behalf of myself, Jamie Jusifer, and Zach Menace, Let's thank go. you so much, David Ian Brown, downtown David. Thanks, guys. Cheers. And we are the Podcast Pimps. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.